Hi everyone, I welcome you to today's podcast as we start our journey on this second episode of leadership. I would like to start with a very simple narrative that my mother liked to narrate to me during our kitchen philosophical discourse and uh, she used to narrate on uh, uh, one particular time, once upon a time, that there was the stars came tumbling down and they were blasting in flames and everyone in that place wondered what the world had come into and they asked themselves who is there to guide the stars back to their firmament and the sun arose and said by my light i will lead back the stars to their firmament and i will shine so bright that the stars will stick by me to shine in the night leadership is not about fading the lights of others but showing others to shine their light at the frequency of their capacity that's what my mother used to teach me during our kitchen philosophic discourse but today we want to discuss leadership at another frequency leadership can be traced back to the prehistoric times which in essence imply that leadership has been with mankind since the very time of existence leadership therefore becomes one of the most studied and discussed subject but yet we cannot still place our dirt on the spot called leadership we still cannot place what leadership is all about we still get it wrong uh, we will still get it wrong but uh, at least uh, past experiences teaches us what not to do and what is not leadership the diversity in different discourse on leadership by different scholar is an indication that on how broad the subject of leadership is and uh, if you keen enough uh, during our first podcast we discussed leadership and we looked at uh, leadership from different paradigms uh, but today we are looking at it from a different angle uh, for example Plato in his book The Republic talks of leadership and put a case for philosopher kings he points out that uh, uh, to be a leader you must be a philosopher and this we can give an example of uh, Solomon in the Bible Solomon or Suleimani was a very wise king uh, a philosopher king as uh, the case might be uh, he was able to lead the nation uh, by his wisdom he used wisdom to lead the nation and uh, according to history during his time there were no wars he was at peace with all his neighbors and uh, the nation that he led prospered that is a philosopher king and that is the case that plato puts in, in place uh, plato argues that uh, for us to prosper we need philosopher king actually at that particular time he was discussing against democracy he was saying that we cannot allow people who drink and marry and do all manner of things uh, to be given the opportunity to elect leaders but we should through wisdom look for somebody who has studied who has proved himself wise to lead a nation that was uh, plato's uh, idea of uh, leadership while machiavelli <laughs> in his book the prince 
puts a case for a maverick leader, uh, an authoritarian maverick leader, according to uh, Keith Grint uh, in his uh, book uh, Leadership, a very small short introduction. Uh, he points out that uh, Machiavelli uh, discusses uh, and uh, has uh, he has proclivity towards uh, authoritarianism and uh, he believes that for a person to be a leader he must be maverick he must be ready to play power games uh, know how to manipulate people uh, that was a Machiavellian uh, way of understanding what leadership is you can read the book The Prince uh, I've seen it on Google uh, Play, Google Books. It is there. You can uh, download it and read The Prince. It's a good book. You learn one thing or the other on how power and the influence of power in leadership. Uh, but on the other side, Peter Northhouse elaborates on the evolution of leadership in the 20th and 21st century and highlights certain leadership traits that uh, certain leadership principles and uh, and and characteristics that are uh, let me call them modern he talks of the trait approach that is uh, uh, people are born with leadership skills he talks of skills approach that is that you have to be taught and trained on leadership he talks of behavioral approach whereby we look at your behavior do you behave like a king we talk uh, he talks of situational approach that is uh, leaders who come up as a result of situation we are seeing uh, in the current crisis in the current crisis of covid-19 we are seeing some uh, of the leaders emerging people uh, at this particular situation they are very good at it and they are good at mobilizing good at uh, uh, discussing with the people they are very good in this situation uh, so they are situational uh, leaders uh, we he discusses of path goal theory uh, whereby the goal the results determine uh, the path you lead the people by showing the followers which path to follow and the leader which goal to achieve um, transformational leadership authentic leadership servant uh, leadership and adaptive leadership all of these if we have time in the podcasts uh, in the coming episodes we'll be able to discuss them today we will be looking at skills approach uh, uh, kind of leadership and also path goal uh, kind of approach in leadership uh, but I will start with the trait uh, approach because uh, for us to go to the skill approach and path goal approach we need honestly speaking to first understand the trait approach uh, the trait approach assumes that uh, uh, leadership is inherent uh, and it is in the chosen few uh, it implies that the traits of followership is also inherent and in the majority of the people. 
Uh, in the monarchies, it was believed that the leadership was a birthright for a particular lineage and the crown hair apparent was indoctrinated on what leadership was and it was assumed that such training will resonate with the inborn leadership traits whether the assumption was correct or not that is up to you to decide uh, some of you some of you have seen uh, games of throne and you you saw the power games that are in that uh, uh, good tv series uh, on leadership and the manipulation that is there and it is up to you to decide whether you think that uh, people are born with uh, uh, some traits that uh, once they develop those traits they are supposed to be leaders and it is uh, on particular lineage particular family that is up to you to decide that is up to you to decide but honestly speaking we have uh, Solomon King Solomon one great leader very wise and uh, when he died his son took over Rehoboam a very useless leader so confused messed up everything so is it lineage is it a trait what was lacking Rehoboam that he led Israel to split into Israel and Judah he couldn't hold the nation together so that is up to you to decide if uh, the trait approach is the right way to go you can look at King Henry you can look at King Louis all a study for you to come up with your own conclusion but what is your opinion uh, are you born with followers uh, trait or leadership trait Dr Miles Munro in his seminal book Spirit of Leadership points out that leadership is an attitude it's actually a spirit that is inherent in every human being and it lies docile until it is activated are you ready to activate your own leadership trait or do you want to confine yourself to a corner and be a follower does uh, that do you get angry when you see poor leadership do you is something do you have some fire in you that when you see leadership you get so angry you see poor leadership you get so angry you you you're like what is this uh, even if it is not your own country even if it is not your own organization if it is not even if it is something so long as you're looking at it and you and it makes you angry I, i'm not an american and when enron messed big time i was so angry with the leadership because i had to go through and see what enron did and the leadership behind the failure of enron and i was like really you see i don't know about you but there is always fire that burns in you when there is poor leadership i've seen people complain even about the chiefs i've seen people complain about uh, uh, teachers i've seen people complain about different people it is that fire that burns in you that tells you you're not just a follower there is leadership in you that's why you are able to see when poor leadership is in place and you get so angry uh, anyway the key thing we need to understand is that there is something in you there is leadership skills or leadership traits in you there is that attitude of leadership let me go with the words of dr miles mungro there is 
that leadership attitude in you that is lying docile are you ready to activate it or will you suffocate that attitude uh, and uh, make it docile important dian williams in his book real leadership identifies the traits of a counterfeit or if you like the pseudo leader and those traits are as follows he says those type of people if you want to see uh, counterfeit leadership pseudo leadership things that are not real people who pretend to be leaders but they're not uh, you'll see this kind of traits in them number one these people who call themselves leaders yet they force people they manipulate people to follow them through excessive emphasis of you have to follow me i am the only one who knows how to lead you you have to question that kind of leadership you've seen them they are the people who pretend that without them you cannot do anything they don't show you how they just need you to follow them they emphasize on you following them but they don't know they don't show you why how their emphasis is just follow me you've seen them even in the household i am the husband everybody knows you're the husband why do you keep on shouting to your wife i'm the husband i'm the husband there is something wrong when you have to emphasize on who you are i am i am the husband i, I am your boss i am the leader i am i you see when you try to uh, emphasize on people to follow you by reason of your position by reason of who you think you are then that is counterfeit leadership according to dian williams another type of counterfeit leadership are the type of people we call leaders yet they are preoccupied with dominance the male chauvinist type the so-called control freak and in political terms the so-called dictators people who are more concerned with uh, dominating your thoughts dominating you in one way or the other they will uh, like to be the alpha and the omega they will be the, in everything you've seen them in african leadership it has, it was common every place it will be named after a particular president every road every place this road is named after this one this road is named after that one from the hospital to the road to the stadium to the school to every place that kind of uh, insisting on dominating others manipulating others in dominance dian williams call it counterfeit leadership and i agree another type of counterfeit leadership are the type of people we call leaders yet they are apprehensive of consultation and fully engaging their followers in a meaningful discussion before making decision that affects the followers or the state of their well-being anytime you're busy making decision on your own yet you have people 
you have a following you never consult them you never discuss with them uh, i am a kenyan and i like uh, our constitution 2010 which allowed us uh, to be able to discuss almost everything everything must be consulted there is that public participation in almost everything we need to be consulted as a public you need to consult uh, governors are required to consult with their public uh, the nation needs to it is automatic the consultation is there but do we do it are we engaging it and the so called followers do you participate when the time comes for public participation uh, we are not talking about followers therefore as a leader do you encourage people to engage in public participation do you engage the public and consult with them uh, do you engage your staff do you engage your people that is the question that Dean Williams asks and he says if you're not consulting if you're not discussing then he calls it counterfeit leadership having said that having looked at uh, this kind of uh, counterfeit pseudo leadership Uh, let's look at now the two skills approach that we are set to the two two leadership uh, approaches that you're set to discuss today mainly the skills approach and path goal approach the skills approach actually emphasizes on skills and ability in leadership do you have the skills do you have the leadership I'm thankful to God uh, that at one time I was taken uh, I was given an opportunity to study leadership uh, through East Africa Uongozi Institute uh, back in the days uh, in Tanzania and we had a very great discussion met great minds great leaders uh, uh, in Kenya in uh, East Africa in the US and in Europe it was a a good system of bringing young minds together and letting them discuss that was back then back then i don't know if that kind of interaction still exists but it plays a role in studying uh, leadership and trying to uh, train people into leadership skills but just because you went through that kind of training does it automatically make you a leader that is the question you are asking do the skills that you are taught you are trained make you a leader uh, this approach was first promulgated by robert kans in effort of emphasizing that leadership can be developed through acquiring the necessary skills uh, his main point was we cannot keep on pointing out and uh, on uh, traits that people are born with leadership that person is born with leadership therefore he must be a leader he said that people can be taught leadership and uh, once they get the skills they also qualify to be leaders cars identify three requisite skills in leadership and they include the following technical skills he pointed out human skills and conceptual skills in elaborating these three type of skills he said that uh, they all operate at different frequencies 
for example the top management where conceptual top management that is a top management top management of an organization top management in a country top management whichever it is uh, that that need, demands that you should have the conceptual and human skills and they must be very high and uh, minimal technical uh, skills uh, he talks of middle management uh, managers these are, these are managers and he says that uh, they require uh, skills the technical skills must be very very high then he talks of the supervisory management where technical skills and human skills must be high and uh, uh, you don't need so much conceptual skills uh, you can read these uh, the the online you can read about robert cards and his theories on skill leadership they're online so you can read many people have studied it so it's something when you google robert cards uh, skill leadership will get something from there but the key point is uh, do you agree that uh, for you to be a leader you have to be trained and every leader must be trained and uh, be taught on how to be a leader i think the failure of leadership mainly is on wrong indoctrination anytime you feed a wrong program in a computer it will give you an error and i believe the failure of leadership is because of feeding wrong programs in the name of trainings and uh, putting uh, training and indoctrinating people in the skills that has led to poor leadership and i'm not against skill leadership like i pointed out i went through one and uh, honestly speaking it was a uh, quite experience but i believe strongly that uh, this skill when you are being taught the skills must resonate with the attitude of leadership inside of you when the two resonate and they are able to mingle and 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 and, 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 and actually let me put it uh, if they are able to mingle and 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 combine forces then uh, leadership can come forth good leadership will be the result but uh, otherwise uh, when we just insist on skills and you train people and uh, then you assume that just the training of people on leadership is enough to make them a leader uh, i don't know how to put it but i think it is up to you to judge you've seen those train uh, managers you've seen them you've seen like i pointed out enron had well trained people but it collapsed one of the biggest corporation in the united states of america collapsed with skill leadership in place but it still collapsed but i'm also emphasizing that one of the greatest nation by then israel uh, was able to thrive under solomon he did not have, he was not trained in, in leadership he just received wisdom he says his wisdom he was able to draw it from his mother and from his father and uh, from god also and uh, basically you see the kind of leadership that he was able to offer the broad peace in the region uh, brought uh, prosperity to the nation uh, so uh, it is up to you anyway to see uh and understand skill leadership and know if skill leadership skill based skill approach 
whereby people are indoctrinated with skills of leadership plays a role in good leadership.